This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hi everyone, you're listening to Thoughts and Theories on ORFM, where I'll delve deeper into the meanings and messages of films, books, TV shows and more. I'm Asha Amaasri and let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Thoughts and Theories. How's everyone going? I hope their December is going pretty good. Happy holidays, by the way. I'm sorry if I sound a little sick. I have been a little sick. I'm just recovering from a fever. And um, also, if I sound a little downtrodden, um, I apologize. But uh, I just finished recording episode 50 for Thoughts and Theories. Um, and then when I went to upload the file and when I went to edit the episode, um, oh god, no, it's gone. <laughs> I did everything. I tried restarting my computer and everything, but, um, all, like, almost an hour and a half's work is gone, so it's pretty upsetting. So here I am. I kind of lost motivation to talk about the topic I was talking about because it was, you know, because it's deleted now, so I'm sad, so I'll have to... I mean, I'll probably talk about it next time. The topic I was going to do was um, the mo- the Filipino movie The House of Us, but since that is gone, I'll be talking about something else. As you guys know, I am an avid reader, and I remember doing a uh, recommend like recommending like some books to you guys, and I know quite a few people enjoyed that, so I was like, hey, why don't I do another one? So here I am with another ebook recommendation. So the book that I have I am recommending today is called uh My Master Has Disconnected Yet Again. Um and it's an absolute hilarious like slapstick comedy style type of book. Um it's it's I think Chinese um and it is it's it's very funny. Um Another the another name it can be called by is called the master is drifting away again, um, so pretty much same gist. If and by the way, if books aren't your style, then don't worry, because this book was so popular. Someone did an animation of it, well not animation, but like um, a they um animated it so it's like a comic now. So it's an e comic which you can find on Web Novel which is super nice. So you can read the story, the novel adaptation, you can read the novel version on web novel or novel updates, and you can read the comic version on um, web novel. The comic version is slightly different um, to the novel version. Like, you know, they've got to take a few creative liberties to, you know, suit the comic style, so fair enough. So just be warned if you are doing both then there are a few differences. But um, I think this is one of the few books I actually do enjoy reading the comic version a lot more because it's very simple and it's like the dry, like, sarcastic comedy is 
like presented so beautifully in the silly animation style. So um, definitely, like I recommend the comic. It's like really good. But if you guys are like readers and normal like cultivation readers, then yeah, the book is the novel is also like a good call as well. So my master disconnected yet again. What is the story about? Well, it's about this girl who again this is a Chinese novel, so um it's got a lot of probably a lot of genres that um, if you're used to reading Western type stories you won't be used to. Uh, but it's about this girl who uh, tra- transmigrated into a book. And it's not just any book, a cultivation book. Have any of you guys seen any sea dramas, like Chinese dramas? You know, those ancient historical ones? You know how, like, they have, like, chi and swords and fighting and martial arts and stuff like that? It's like that sort of fantasy. That's what cultivation is. So if there are some terms that you guys don't know, that's fine. But basically this book is taking, like, um, making fun of the cultivation genre and basically poking holes um in the logic of that genre and it's like really funny and it's just it's just straight up comedy like think think one punch man and how that's making fun of the general like action genre with this really overpowered main character so that that is that is what this um book is about I actually picked this book up a while ago. Um, Like, by a while ago, I mean, um, like, years and years ago. So, I'm thinking either 2019-ish. Yeah, 2019, 2020. No, not 2020. Yeah, before 2020. Like, yeah, 2019-ish. And um, I remember reading it, and I just kept laughing at every single thing that happened. If you think about it, like, if if you wanted to be cynical about the book, then you could say that it's a little bit repetitive with the formula that they use, you know? There's going to be some really deep, actual, genuine problem. Something happens, and it's actually serious. But then the main character comes in, and then she screws it up by, you know, using logic or um, her dry humor, and the situation de-escalates hilariously. Um, A good example of this is... Uh, there's this one time where this guy who is the hero of this novel that she had transmigrated into and he was um, poisoned or something like that and he was quite low down and um, they were like going all this like really deep description about what type of poisoning he had and he was like oh in order to find the cure you have to go through these trials and tribulations and blah 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 and then she's just like and then um, there's this one like rabbit deity or something and she's just like yeah you can't you can't do this until you you gotta you gotta get these like spiritual balls from um <laughs> sorry <laughs> from uh spiritual animals and you can find them in the base of their gut and and it's basically like think about the colorful yeah you know, ha- have any of you guys seen dragon ball z you know how they've got those like little colorful ball things yeah it's sort of like that and when you kill monsters you take them from those monsters and those are energy cores and those energy cores you can use to feed yourself um and like you know increase your own spiritual level or whatever right so it's only one of those and you know there's different gre- grades right there's d grade c a s s you know stuff like that that's difficult. And there's a certain grade that she's got to get that is super hard or else she'll ne- he'll never recover and he's going to die. And then he gives this super dramatic, like, speech thing. And then the main... And it's, like, super serious, right? But then the main character comes in and, like... Uh, and, uh, again, like, the comic is hilarious because it goes from... 
It goes from if any of you guys have watched anime, it goes from the normal animation style to uh, like the chibi did penned type look and it's just like oh you mean this and then she brings out like a full bag full of these very very valuable energy scores energy cores and she they're just like where where the heck did you get that and then she's just like oh i just killed a bunch of monsters and here i do here here i got them so that's that's the type of formula you get it's really funny and um so if you're a bit cynical about it you could say that 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 formula is repeated all the time and it's a little boring and I mean like yeah that's fair enough but at the same time I kind of don't really care about it because the whole genre of this book is supposed to be very like very chill very um don't take it seriously because it is like making fun of the whole cultivation genre in the first place um and it's just it's just a very very funny book like don't take it too seriously it's very light-hearted so uh <laughs> yeah um so this girl I genuinely I forgot her name because it's been a while and even if I do remember her name it's uh you know it's a Chinese name and I've butchered these Chinese names so much I swear anyway so like I said she's just a girl in the normal world she's like pretty regular and she didn't really do anything interesting with her life until suddenly this book that she sort of read offhandedly she transmigrated into it and she landed in this forest except unlike you know and it's like sort of yeah, the an isekai style if you guys know that but instead of other isekai or like transmigration main characters she is different in terms of where she doesn't care about you know changing the plot of the story or like surviving all that hard all she remembers being is really really hungry like she was just absolutely starving and then she saw these animals which she didn't realize were magical animals and then she just killed them to eat and then that was just her life she lived in this hut in the woods and she just ate these you know magical animals but like you know they kind of increased her power a lot and she just became more bored and bored with her life like her she was pretty content with what she had she woke up she found something to eat and then she went back to bed and that was just like a continuous cycle but what she and she's pretty unaware of how overpowered she is and as time went on um like she slowly pretty much decimated the entire forest but it never really bothered her and she never really figured out how op she was it's only the readers us the readers and like the other characters that realized oh my god this woman is completely something else like she he, she's just she's crazy like she's so crazy powerful and the hero of the original novel of before like I, this is where things get confusing with um tri- transmigration books right so the novel that the main character had transmigrated into that novel um had a main character and that main character was a sword cultivator and um to explain that like he basically his form his weapon of choice is a sword and his version of cultivating and you know generating energy magical energy and fighting is using the sword weapon right and um there's lots of different type of cultivators right um i can't think of one right now but like it depends on the type of book you're reading because every book has its own like lore and its own magical system but um with this one if you think about sword cultivators the one that makes them really cool in my opinion is how they can ride swords so like the way I, the best way I can, you know, envision this for you is think about surfboards and how you surf the waves. 
instead of a surfboard, it's a sword. So you're standing on a surfboard the way you would. You're standing on a sword. You would. Uh, oh my goodness. You're standing on a sword the same way you would stand on a surfboard, except instead of surfing the waves, you're surfing the air with a sword. And then that's just your form of travel if you're a sword cultivator. And then you just zoom around floating in the sky with a sword, which is super, super cool. So the main character is... uh, The main character of the... the, Sorry, the hero of the novel is a dude, and he is a sword cultivator. And the whole point of the novel was his journey of becoming just this regular dude to become a... Like, the most powerful sword cultivator in like the world and you know to ascend the heavens you know and stuff like that apparently sword cultivating was so difficult that you couldn't escape you couldn't like complete the 99 lightning trials of tribulations or something and basically that's one of the things that you do in order to ascend and the best way i can explain it is like think about like rrpg games right you know how you guys have levels so with each level like you you do power-ups and stuff like that right with each power-up, in order to go from level 50 to level 51, you have to do, like, you have to fight this huge major boss, right? And in this case, the major boss is Lightning Tribulations, which is basically, you, and, which is basically, like, um, the, the, the test from the heavens, because that's, that's where the lightning comes from, because you are gaining the power to, you know, fight the heavens, and the heavens don't really want that or something. So, uh, with, obviously, the lower the levels are, then the, like, less it is. It goes from three times three to, like, eventually, um, like, I don't know, I don't know, like I said, with different worlds, it's different things, so it goes three times three, four times four, and then five times five, until eventually you get to 99 strikes of, uh, lightning, right? You never reach 100. And if you can survive getting struck by lightning 99 times, then you have, I guess, therefore defeated the test of heaven. So you can ascend from this world and, you know, go to the next realm and be with other immortals over there or something like that. That's the lore. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if I explained that very clearly, but that is the best way I can explain it. And uh, this guy, uh, Yi King, the main character of the novel, the original novel, yeah, he is the one who um, is doing sword cultivating to do that. But sword cultivating was especially uh, frowned upon, not frowned upon exactly, but it was especially shocking to hear someone actively doing that because out of all the cultivating methods there are, the the one method that the that heaven frowns upon the most it's sword cultivating because of the amount of like opness that comes from it obviously no one ever passes this certain amount of tribulations but the main character did and that's the whole point right because he's going on this unbelievable journey and he becomes one of the most top 10 powerful people in the entire like universe however when the main character comes like our main character the girl main character i'll call her one punch man for now one punch woman i don't know <laughs> uh when the foodie comes in because she's obsessed with food so i'll just call her the foodie when the foodie comes in and saves his life from being poisoned and stuff like that he had sworn himself to be her disciple and she was just like okay i mean i'm so like i'm gonna help you very all that much but like yeah be my disciple i don't really care and then he's like yes master i will do whatever you want master sort of thing and he's got that really loyal golden retriever puppy dog type of vibe and because she accidentally got involved in the main plot line of the book 
Therefore, the plotline of the main character has been, like, completely turned 180. Like, he still ends up being the most powerful person in the book. However, he, in, like, his, his route to that success just ends up being so much simpler or I guess so much more convoluted depending on what way you look at it um, because the girl is around. What makes this book a lot more funnier, though, is as you read the book and, um, you know, like, uh, find out about more characters and the development of the main characters, um, there's this one guy, again, I, don't, I haven't read this book in a very long time. I wasn't planning on doing this um, book, uh, so uh, forgive me if I'm a, I sound a bit rusty and I'm trying to remember something, but there is this one guy who I'll just call uncle for now, and he's... Um, he comes from the real world, the same world as the main character, the foodie did, okay? And Uncle here, he thought he was the main character. He thought he was, he was the isekai main character. He was the transmigration main character. Because he's read novels like that, and he was just like, ah, it's my destiny to be one of those OP characters. So he's been, he's, he's been in this world, in this novel world, far longer than the main character, the foodie, ever did. Um, and he had to work his way up manually, uh, and um, which is very different to the, the girl main character. And when he finds out that she's just being really effortless and not following the rules of this world and stuff like that, he's just constantly angry, shocked, in disbelief, and just upset. Because it's like, she's always thwarting the logics of this world. And after the thousands of years that he had put in trying to ascend and become a good cultivator, uh, this woman comes in without any effort, and she's just the most op person ever and he's just like this is preposterous i hate this i'm supposed to be the main character i'm supposed to be better than anyone else i'm supposed to be the one who's leading the actual hero yi king to his you know ascension journey and his like basically his dreams have been thwarted and it's really funny because at first you think oh is he gonna be this enemy to the main character but no he's just supposed to be someone that uh, that we're supposed to compare side by side the foodie main character and the uncle because the uncle is what a normal main character of a transmigration novel should look like and the main character the foodie the real one she's the one who's like a cheat and she's just like breaking the laws of reality as she just walks and it's just not fair and it just makes such funny shenanigans ever and because like um because of this like a lot of funny situations happen right so the hero yi king he is very obviously like trying to seriously become a real hero and ascend and become like one of the greatest sword cultivators of all time right that is his very serious journey however his master <laughs> is a very unserious person so he's asking very seriously for some advice and she goes like very casually just says something completely irrelevant right she'll say something like Oh, I can't think of a real example. I'll give a fake example. So she'll just be like, oh, go, you know, um, go uh, smash this boulder, right? And then she, and then um, Yi King will be like, yes, ma'am. Yes, master. I shall do that. And then he'll do that. And obviously he'll do that effortlessly because he's like, you know, that smashing a boulder is like really easy. And then he's just like, no, um, my master, my powerful, amazing master wouldn't just, wouldn't give me such a useless task. There must be a deeper meaning to this that I 
haven't yet understood, and I shall understand it, and I won't come back to my master until I know for sure that I have completed what she really asked me to do. And then he'll like you know jump his own jump his own conclusions, and he'll do his own twists and turns in his head, and he's like, aha, she wasn't actually asking me to break the boulder; she was actually asking me to break the boulders, the shackles of my own mind, so I can ascend. And he's having his own inspirational spiritual moment, and somehow for whatever reason. It works, and he actually ascends to le- from level fifty to level fifty one, and then the uncle guy he's just watching all this from the side, like how the hell did that actually work? And then he turns to the foodie, and he's just like, "Did you mean for that to happen?" And then the foodie's just literally like she pulls her face away from a pie, and she's like, "What?" She doesn't know anything. She doesn't know what the hell's going on. She's just saying whatever. To, she just wants to eat. That's like that's her vibe. And that's basically the vibe of the book. And it's so freaking funny. And you just... It's even funnier when uh, she gets more, like, disciples and other people following her. And it's just like, yes, master. And they're all, like, very delusional in following her. But it does end up working out. And the uncle character is just like, this isn't how it was supposed to be like in the original novel. You're ruining the plot line. And he's just freaking out because he's trying to preserve the timeline. But it's just... It doesn't work out. And it's absolutely bloody hilarious this is genuinely the type of book where there's misunderstandings upon misunderstandings upon misunderstandings and it's not the type of misunderstanding that i absolutely loathe with every atom of my being which is um like you know she thinks someone cheated on her um and like you know i don't want to talk to you and i'll break up with you and she goes on to a different country or something where or, or basically all these problems occur which wouldn't have been problems if you had just sat down and talked to each other for like five minutes i hate 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 those type of miscommunications the miscommunication of this novel is just really really dumb ones where it's like not serious at all and like i said from the example i said before a character will think the main character says something and then he'll interpret it as something else and it will help him further and it doesn't actually harm him in any way and it's just like for comedic purposes and it's just it's an absolute delight and i absolutely love it Anyway, speaking of love, I have this next song that I'm going to be playing has been my obsession for the last wee bit. And I know it's like, I know it's like not really suiting the vibe of this, you know, uh, particular episode, but I'm obs- I'm absolutely in love with this recent um, Mitski song. It's called um, My Love Is All Mine or something like that. And it's, it's so sad and I absolutely adore it and i'll be right back Shine 
welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed that because that was my new, new obsession. Uh, how is... That actually reminds me a lot, though, um, because it's... Like I said, it's December, so people's Spotify wrapped has been coming to you guys. And, like, I know this is, like, very, very off-topic. However, uh, you know, I, I just... I'm curious. What are your guys' Spotify wrapped? Because I... My one's actually pretty cool, like, and um, I wanted to share it with you guys because I don't usually, uh, don't usually care about what type of thing that I get on my Spotify wrapped, but this year I'm super proud. So first I'll tell you guys um, my top artists, Um, and my top artist is actually Billie Eilish, would you believe it? Um, and I was actually very, very happy and not very surprised that that's what I got. So Billie Eilish is my number one top artist. I've been listening to her a lot, especially the, um, What Was I Made For by, um, from the Barbie movie. So, and then my second artist is BTS, of course. Third artist is The Neighborhood. Fourth artist is the Arctic Monkeys, and my fifth artist is Michael Jackson. I never really get invested too much about Spotify Rat, but I was, like, super, super excited that, you know, my top artists were actually something that I expected and I was, like, super happy about. And my top songs are, going from one to five, is Snow by um, the Red Hot Chili Peepers, and then there's Bloodstream, and then number three goes I Found... Number four is Daylight, and number five is Mr. Forgettable. My top genre is pop, and the minutes I listened in total this year on Spotify is 25,427 minutes. That is crazy. Uh, but yeah, no. My top song is Hey... Uh, no, Hey Oh, what? No, my top song is Snow, and I'm super happy about that, but I genuinely didn't realize that I listened to that song, like, that much. But I guess that makes sense, because I'm actually quite obsessed with that song which I guess I have to thank my brother for anyway sorry I'm getting distracted for what we were supposed to be talking about but I was just so excited I had to share it to you guys but you know like let me know what your your guys' Spotify wrapped is I'm like very I, I would very much like to hear about it um but yeah so this novel my master has disconnected yet again is so so good I've given you lots of examples and the characters are just generally really lovable and um like on the same stream of my master disconnected yet again obviously like I said it's giving one punch man vibes if you guys haven't seen one punch man obviously you guys should go watch one punch man or if you're not like an anime type then read the manga is really funny because One Punch Man's like a very deadpan, also type character, and he's um he's super overpowered without meaning to. We don't actually know why. Well, as far as I know, they no one knows why he's so overpowered, and, um, and he's just he's so he's so strong to where he can kill anyone with one punch to the point that like he's bored. That's why he's always such a deadpan type of character, and he's got um he's got this one robot sidekick and he's like same vibe as Yi King in um this um uh Yi King in this uh my master disconnected yet again same vibe as that uh because he's a very loyal not exactly puppy dog not exactly puppy dog guy either because um his 
his robot assistant guy or disciple is very much um, a cold, uh, very serious type person. And his name is Genos. Genos basically really wants to find out why One Punch Man, Saitama, is very powerful and basically is like, dude, like, you're my master, obviously, and I want to, like, find out why you're powerful and also, like, learn from you and stuff like that. And um, Genos is a very serious type character and it's just, it's really funny. So he's the real main character, I guess, and Saitama's just there for comedic relief and for, at the end of the day, punching the bad guy with one punch. That's his whole, that's his whole thing thing and um so like i said there's there's some pretty similar parallels to one punch man and to uh, my master disconnected yet again genos with yi king and saitama with the foodie main character um actually if we wanted to go back to my master disconnected yet again there was actually a few spin-offs of this book i haven't read them personally um, but they're apparently in the related series, which means they're in the shared universe. So it's like, it's not, um, it's not exactly, it's not like a sequel of the same characters. Like it doesn't happen exactly one after another. It's just sit within the same universe. It's kind of like how our, I, Carly and Victorious are set in the same universe. Like, you'll you'll probably hear some, like, um, some connections here and there, but they're not really about each other. So, another book that my master has disconnected yet again is connected to is called My Disciple Died Yet Again. I'm pretty sure this universe is called the Yet Again universe because all the books are called Yet Again somehow. Um, I haven't read this personally. I haven't read these, this book. Um, but uh, it does sound pretty interesting. So, if it's something that you guys are into, then go ahead. I'll read this description because I don't know anything about it. Uh, so, the, des- the description of My Disciple Died Yet Again. Game designer Zhu Yao accidentally gets transmigrated into a new Xinxia VR game that is currently in development. There, she becomes the disciple of the most beautiful male immortal, Yu Yan, who had to wait 16,000 years before finally getting a disciple of his own. Yu Yan carefully teaches Zhu Yao and teaches her and cherishes her a lot. But when Zhu Yao finally begins to understand some of his teachings, she suddenly dies. Yu Yan gets a new disciple, the reborn Zhu Yao, and she dies again. He then gets another disciple, and she dies once again. Which sounds actually hilarious. So if you guys end up finishing My Master Disconnected yet again, then go ahead and read this next. My Disciple Died Yet Again. It's got good reviews. It's completed. And the associated names of this book is My Apprentice Game Over Again. And that's the manhua version. Oh, and I think there's a drama for this. My Disciple Died Once ag- died once Again. Drama. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. There is another, there's a third book to this shared universe, and it is called My Brother is Seeking Death Again. Um, again, I haven't, I haven't read this book, and as far as I know, it's ongoing, or at least the translation is ongoing, I believe. Um, I'm not quite sure, because, yeah, it doesn't seem, because it seems like the chapters are really small. Um... Let me check. Okay, so it's not completely translated. However, I believe the book itself is is fully completed. But, yeah. So, here, let me read the description for My Big Brother is Seeking Death Again. 
The strongest man in the cultivation world, Yu Hua, had sent the Grand Supreme Elderly Lord Qi Ho to cultivate. After cultivating, Qi Ho was unrivaled for hundreds of thousands of years. However, he was ridiculed by the Demon Lord to be a bachelor who is as old as bone ashes and a fossil-grade single dog. Not to even mention a girl, he doesn't even have a little sister. In order to reverse the game, Chi Ho decided to kidnap the Demon Lord's precious sister and turn her into his own little sister. He'll first save her, then raise her, teach her magic, feed her dinner, tell her bedtime stories, and give her rare treasures. Like this, he'll be the perfect brother. She won't even remember her real brother. The little sister is reluctant to practice to become an immortal and decides to become a normal earthling or something like that um so yeah that's that's the vibe of that book and that seems hilarious though i don't know i'm getting vibes from this book i don't actually know if this second book is a vibe like the thing is though uh with these sorts of books you never know you never know what type of book you're getting which i wanted this is like a little side note that i wanted to add because um this is a little bit unrelated but I was, I, ha- I actually haven't read books on web novel in a very long time, right? But recently I decided to re-download web novel and just like see the vibe and see what's going on. Uh, usually when I look for normal like transmigration books or something, like I was, I go to novel updates more often than not. Um, and web novel I haven't been going to very much. The thing is, though, so I've been, I'm so used to novel updates that going to web novel was such a shock to me because, like, it's an official website, like, for real, for real, um, and, uh, like, there's, uh, these, like, things where you have, it's kind of like, um, webtoon where you gotta unlock a certain amount of chapters, and, like, there's the reward systems and, like, all this stuff, right? But that's not the only thing. So I was reading this book. Um, I, I forgot the title, but it was just like a regular transmigration book about an arranged marriage or something. And I was reading it. And then at the end of the chapter, like it was talking about how hard her life was and how the original owner of this book, she was going to be like, um, she was going to be like, you know, taken advantage of by this group of men. And she was going to be forced into her, into a marriage by her family because I wanted to get rid of her. And it was like really dark and really sad. And that was the premise of the original book. And she had actually died, which is where the main character comes in to save the day and take over her body and all that, you know, typical, typical, usual stuff. Right. But the thing is, at the end of that chapter, there was a PS from the author or the translator. And they were basically like, oh, PS, I know it sounds really dark, but trust me, it's a really light fluffy book and like um just just stick with it it's really light it's really good trust me and and then it ended there and I remember reading that note and just kind of like laughing a little bit because oh my goodness am I just that screwed up in the head because I didn't even blink like I didn't even realize that this this could be something that would put someone off like because I thought it's you know because it's not it's not told in great detail like it's just the premise of a book like it's just the premise of like um it's like setting up the character in order for our main character to transmigrate into that body. Like, usually bad things happen in this genre to the original owner of that body in order for the main character to take over that body. So, like, I'm pretty much used to it because it's not like they're explaining in great, great detail how this character suffered. They're just saying, oh, no, this person suffered. Feel bad for this character so this main character can, you know, seek justice for this person. But no, like, the author was actually very worried about 
like how how the people would perceive this and that just made me realize like it's not just this author and it's like there's disclaimers everywhere with this book with another book with just the web novel in general and it's like it made me feel like I was being like um a parent was holding my hand to kindergarten and like you know making sure like telling me every step of the way that like, I'll oh, make sure I watch my step don't step on that stone be careful over there and I just felt like a kid again and I was just like it was just too protective like they were holding my hand the entire way whereas and it's so funny because like <laughs> novel updates is like the exact opposite you have no idea you have no idea what the heck you're going to find on that website which is why for anyone who's like new to reading this sort of stuff probably go to web novel because it's a really good place to be introduced to this sort of stuff if you go to novel updates like it's great you'll find all sorts of things but that's also the problem like what makes it great is 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 also what makes it not great because it's kind of too much everything all at the same time and you might land into the little deeper side of the internet that you probably wouldn't want to read regularly and i'm talking about some really weird stuff like again like there's like lots of different cultures and stuff like that and sometimes it's just stuff that you're not used to um like for example because the english language sometimes when they translate things into the english language it doesn't really like it doesn't really like translate well right for example if if you are talking to a male comrade of yours in Chinese or even in Malay, you would refer to them as brother. But just because you call them brother, it does not mean it does not mean that you are like biologically related to that person. That is just that is just a way to refer to your guy friend. And you're just like, oh, brother, can I please have another slice of pizza? But it, that doesn't mean you're my actual brother, if you know what I mean. So sometimes when it's translated in English, depending on the translator, it doesn't happen all the time. Some translators can like play it off really well. Some translators make it look awkward. But if I can imagine if you're someone who like speaks English as your first language, um, and you see sort of these sort of things, then you'll probably be weirded out. Like, why is this girl kissing her brother? But no, they're not related. So it's not weird. Like, it's not, like, because it's not, like, um, they're not actually, like, raised together as siblings or anything like that. It's just something that they call each other in that language, and there's not really a proper English equivalent. Like, that's fine. The thing is, though, there are types of books, and this is incredibly common as well out there. There are types of books out there that is, like, really an answer to another person's, like, fetish mainly, right? So sometimes when a character refers to someone else as a brother or a sister, they do eventually end up becoming romantic interests. And I'm not talking about the regular brother or sister where I'm referring to a comrade, friends to lovers. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how they were raised as siblings, even if they are not biologically related. They do end up, like, becoming lovers. And no one, like, a, like majority of the readers, they don't find that weird. And sometimes, I read these things, and I'm like, oh my god. I should have been, I should have known. I got weird vibes. How come I didn't listen to my own instincts? And you just get bombarded with these things so randomly. Like, it's not a good, like, it's not a good thing. So it's like on on um, novel updates, things like that can happen. And that's one of the milder things that you can find on this website. Because like I said, books from all sorts of backgrounds are here. And you can just find it free for all, free search. So yeah whereas with web novel because it's an official official website where you can spend money and um 
like you know uh, to unlock books and stuff like that they've got a lot more regulations and terms so I think I, in, I think as far as I know it would be a lot harder to find some of those like weirder books right weirder storylines and they're usually a bit more normal so that's what I mean when they hold your hand like I forgot how safe it was because I'm always so used to like testing the waters with like the tip of my like finger before like diving in you know whereas with web novel you just dive in and you're like 90% of the time gonna enjoy it because it's just it's just safe you know um so yeah no that's what I mean but like the thing is though as someone who's read um like books from novel updates a lot I'm I think I've sort of like developed quite a keen eye on um like things that might turn weird like I'm not always right but generally I I trust my gut and this book my big brother is seeking death again I don't know I get I get weird vibes from this um and I have no idea if I have no idea if this is gonna turn out romantic or not but that's just a vibe that I get so if you guys are gonna read this part of the yet against um shared universe then just like be wary and like I'm just making sure you guys are walking into this with both of your eyes wide open um, but I don't think I explained to you guys the difference between um, novel updates and web novel because I keep referring to web novel as the real, real legitimate website. I'm not saying that novel updates is a legit, like not a legitimate website. Like it is a real website, except the difference between them both is that novel updates is sort of like a hub like uh it's like a library it's lit- it's an online library where you can find books from all sorts of things and they you click on a book for example my brother is seeking death again and it'll show you all sorts of things it'll show you the description of the book it will tell you the associated names related series recommendations like the type of book a web novel the genre tags recommendation list that it's a part of like ratings you know the language it originated from so chinese um and who was the original author you know when it was published you know blah 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 right it tells you all these details however you don't actually read all these books on the website itself you when you um read this book uh, it shows you a listing of chapters and you will see next to these chapters who translated these books and by who i mean which website translated these books and um, basically, you click on the chapters, and that link will trend, like you know, push you into another website, and that is usually like a small business, and that is like a um, a uh, like um, non-supported uh, translator who is doing this independently. So they're just trying. What what that means is they're translating Chinese novels or Thai novels or whatever into English for fun in their free time like that's not their job to do and if you wanted like extra updates or anything like that like you can it's kind of like a patreon and you give them donations you buy them coffees and all these things and they'll like you know give you extra chapters or whatever but they just do this for fun and they don't actually get funded for it so that is what i mean by it not being a proper website even though it is a proper website novel updates is just a collection site for all these books from all these websites to you know, to sit there for other people to sift through. Whereas web novel, you see books on there and just because some of them are translated works, not all of them are. I think majority of them are actually written for web novel. And it's like, you click on a chapter, you stay on that app. And like, 
authors there, like, some of them get paid, I'm pretty sure. Some of them don't. Um, like I said, it's kind of like um, Webtoon. If you guys are familiar with Webtoon, you can start your own Webtoon if you wanted to. And, you know, you won't get paid at first and you just do that for fun. That's fine. But if you get into a certain ranking, if you get a certain, like, amount of viewers or a, amount of status, then web novel pays you or Webtoon pays you in order to keep that going because you'll be a featured a featured artist on there. And it, that's what I mean when it's, like, a legitimate website because you stay on that website whereas web novel it directs you to other websites where you can actually find the book you know what i mean so that is the difference between those two so um i hope if you guys are new check out web novel first and if you want to find something a little bit more risque not necessarily screwed up risky but just you know because sometimes rules and regulations like the the censorship is a little bit too much like you know youtube censorship just because it's censored doesn't mean it's a bad thing it's just like you know funding people do really weird things for like really like um extra things for funding and it just takes out the fun of it a little bit like like just because it has a little bit of swearing doesn't mean it's a bad thing so i'm just saying like um if you wanted like things with like a, with like out a little bit of filter then go ahead and web novel I mean, on novel updates, and you'll find some things. But just, you know, be careful what you wish for, because sometimes you can find some pretty screwed up and pretty weird things, but not all the time. I think a pretty good distinction between that and, um, it, it is like, um, like, what's it called? Like, Wattpad and AO3, if anyone, I, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but Wattpad is now, like, Actually, no, I don't know. I don't know how to say it anymore. I don't know if what I'm saying is going to be true because I haven't been on Wattpad in a very long time and I know they've made, like, huge updates and renovations to the app. Like, you know, it's become an official website in terms of, like, you need to pay to read some books now, I think, and they actually pay certain authors now. They don't used to do that. Um, and there are actual, like, legit books being turned into movies on that website. Like, Wattpad's gotten pretty big, so props for that. I just stopped using that app because they started giving me ads in between chapters, and it really ruined the flow. And no, I'm not going to spend $20 a month to read books. Like, it's... No, I'd rather buy my own book sort of thing. I don't know. I have beef with Wattpad. <laughs> Maybe I'll talk about that on a different thing. AO3 is really cool in that it's got its own tagging system, I'm not gonna lie, you can find out some pretty weird Krabby Patties on there. However, if you know what to search and you know what you're doing, then you can find some really good golden gems, like hidden gems in there, and it's like absolutely so much better than proper published books because it doesn't have the rules and regulations of like not being cancelled and stuff like that. Like, it's fans writing what fans want. Of course, fans would like appreciate that a lot more than, I guess, official companies which are trying to you know, just grab your money and, you know, fit the proper trend or trying to, like, um, do something that wouldn't cancel other people or something like that. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how companies or stuff works, but I'm just saying. There are some pretty cool websites out there, and this is just a general PSA, but just be careful when it comes to searching what you want to search because there can be some pretty screwed up things out there, but there can also be some really cool things. It's just as long as you're safe and you know what you're looking for and know what you want then you know go ahead but to um but to basically conclude um definitely try reading um 
my master's disconnected yet again the comic is what i recommend mainly if comics aren't your thing then there's always the novel version that you can read and if you really loved my master disconnected yet again then there is always the my disciple died yet again which seems pretty chill pretty cool um and then there's that other one my big brother seeking death yet again which is um i don't know it's a bit iffy but like if you if, if you like the other two then i'm sure you'll like this one as well um, but yeah, no, uh, let me know what you guys think, and I hope you guys like those books if you do read them. Uh, but before I conclude this episode, I just want to give you guys some updates on the situation in Gaza at the moment. I know it's a pretty, it's, it's a pretty, like, depressing way to end an episode, but I just, like, not a lot of people are talking about, like, the genocide at the moment, and I just want to, you know, use my platform and talk about it at the end of my episode for as long as I can, whenever I can. So, this update was, uh, for yesterday, oh no, yesterday? Today's Tuesday? Yeah, yesterday. This update was, um, yesterday. So, today's technically 66, but as of this update, it's day 65. So, I'm getting my all my information, by the way, from the broadcast channel Learn and Create Change for Palestine, and that is, um, on the Instagram channel, uh, uh, let's talk Palestine. That's where it's from. So that's where I'm getting some of my information from, and I recommend you guys like look for your own information as well. But here's the update. Updates: Day 65 of the Gaza genocide. An Israeli sniper murdered journalist Mohammed Abu Samra in North Gaza today, raising the death toll among journalists to 82. The Commission of Detainees Affairs and the Palestinian Prisoners Society fear that Israel could execute Palestinian hostages in Gaza. After examining a child shot by an Israeli sniper, doctors at the European hospital said they've never seen such injuries. The bullet caused the skin to peel and don't know what kind of weapon could inflict such wounds. Prisoners Affairs Authority and the Prisoners Club says Israel abducted 142 female hostages, including infants and elderly women, during the ground invasion of Gaza. The official death toll stands at 17,973 dead Palestinians. Let me just repeat that. 17,973 dead Palestinians. In an escalation with Hezbollah, Israel struck several towns in southern Lebanon. Jordan will stop using the Israeli port in occupied Haifa to export its goods and will instead use its Aqaba port. That is the update that I got from the Learn and Create Change for Palestine, and that is on the Instagram account, Let's Talk Palestine. Again, I recommend you guys to do as much research as you can and continue the boycotting um, because it does help. I know you guys might be thinking, how come it, like, how does me not buying McDonald's help? Because buying McDonald's or buying, or, or you know, doing, using Disney Plus or buying Starbucks, all that, you are giving money to corporations that are giving money to Israel. And, you know, apartheid, genocide, all that is really, really expensive. And they need money to continue doing all those bad things. So if we stop giving them money, then they won't have money to support Israel and to support their own soldiers and buying weapons and all that stuff. 
I had I know a better guy who can explain this better. Um, and there's this video on TikTok um, by Muhammad Mustafa, and he is a uh, Muslim Palestinian TikTok creator, and he has been very vocal about his um, support for Gaza and like you know um, us uh, spreading the word and all that. So I'm just going to play an audio from one of his TikTok videos. If you guys like that, then definitely head to his TikTok account, Muhammad Mustafa. And uh, you guys can find a lot more information on there. But he's a lot more clearer and he's a lot better at saying this. So I'll just play this now. This is a message for all of my Gen Z and millennial people on TikTok who are supporting Palestine. The Israeli occupation is terrified right now. They are literally shaking in their boots. I just want to reassure you guys that our boycotts are terrifying them. Boycotts are so dangerous to the Israeli occupation that one time an Israeli official said that boycotts are more dangerous to the future of Israel than Hezbollah is in Lebanon. And that is because occupying people and ethnically cleansing them is really expensive. In fact, one of the main reasons that the South African apartheid regime was dismantled and fell apart was was because it became too expensive to have an apartheid and the boycotts in South Africa were destroying the apartheid regime from the inside out. The Israeli occupation needs to be able to pay people to come and live in Israel. It needs to pay people to come live on stolen Palestinian land. In fact, the closer you live to Palestinians and the more land you steal, the more money that the Israeli government gives you. Like the illegal Israeli settlers who live on stolen Palestinian land right outside of the Gaza Strip. Let me just take out my map to show you. This right here is the Gaza Strip. All of the illegal Israeli settlements and all the illegal Israeli settlers that live right here outside the Gaza Strip, they're paid four times more than the illegal settlements here in the West Bank. On top of all of that, the Israeli settler colony has to pay for stuff like extra military security to protect these illegal settlers. On top of that, they have to pay for stuff like maintaining their apartheid walls and their segregation laws. For example, in the settler colony of Israel, there are roads that are only for Jewish settlers and there are schools only for Jewish settlers where Palestinians are not not allowed to enter simply because they're Palestinian. Now, these Jim Crow-like segregation laws not only discriminate against Palestinians and enforce an apartheid system, they're very expensive to enforce because you have to have security everywhere to make sure that Palestinians aren't using these systems. They have to maintain them. They have to build entire road networks separate from the Palestinians. The thing is, colonization is really expensive and boycotts terrify colonizers because it means that they're not going to have enough money to pay for all this BS to simplify it. On top of that, the fact that there's a global awakening in support of Palestine is not only terrifying Israel, it's showing it that its colonization is going to come to an end soon. Just like how French colonial rule in Algeria eventually came to an end, Israel knows for a fact that their colonial project is coming to an end and they're clinging on for dear life. So don't think that your attempts aren't doing anything. You might not see an instant response to what your activism is doing, but there is a long-term goal here, and it is the liberation of the Palestinian people. Because people are realizing you don't have to be Muslim or Arab to support the Palestinians. You have to be human. People are realizing that if we're going to stand up for one oppressed people, we have to stand up for all oppressed peoples. So keep posting, keep boosting, keep liking, keep protesting, keep calling out your politicians, keep raising hell. There is 
is no business as usual while Palestinians are dying. The Israeli settler colony thinks that the old will die and the young will forget. Well, I mean, yes, the old will die, but the young will definitely not forget. Now is not the time for pity or despair or to feel bad. And trust me, as a Palestinian, I know that these times are extremely heart-wrenching, but this is not the time to be sad or be down. It's time to use that sadness, use that frustration, and turn it into passion. Turn your frustration with the world into motivation to change, make a positive change. Get up and go raise hell. There is no business as usual. And as Muslims, keep praying. Our prayer should be a center of our activism, not an after effect. Because if we're not expecting Allah's help, then whose help are we expecting? May Allah protect the people of Gaza and may Allah give all of you strength and continue to motivate you to make a change in this world. Thank you all for joining me today on Thoughts and Theories. I hope you've learned something new or taken away something to think about. I hope to see you all next time. Till then, this has been Thoughts and Theories with Asha Ama Asri. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.